What if Jesus was physically here today? What would be different? How would he respond to the challenges of today? How would he react to social injustice? Would he captivate the attention of the common society? Where would he spend his time? Jesus, the Messiah in today. Thank you for tuning in. Captivate. All right. Well, we welcome everyone on today. Thank you for joining this podcast. We are excited for what we're about to hear on today. Um, we have an amazing woman of God, Lori Aristel, who is with us today. Um, and we're excited to have her. She's a woman of many hats um, and she carries many, many titles. Um, she is a mother. She is a wife. She is a pastor. She is a worship leader. Ooh, hallelujah. Uh, she, she's um, um, uh, a mother who just graduated from college. Amen. I'll get into it. <laughs> she graduated from nursing school, and we're excited to have her today. Um, let's let the woman of God say a few words. Amen. <laughs> Well, hello, everyone. Um, thank you so much um, to Evangelist Stevenson and his beautiful, lovely wife, Didi, who um, have invited me to be here today. Again, my name is Lori Arstill, and Didi kind of gave quite the introduction. Um, my name is Lori first. You know, I am a wife. I'm a mother of four children, um, beautiful children. I uh, am a pastor, uh, just finished nursing school and the list goes on. I'm a sister. I'm a, I'm a daughter. I'm, you guys know how it goes. So yes, but I'm just glad to be here today and looking forward to everything we're about to dive into. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> um, so I want to start off with every question that is listed on here today is from our audience. It is questions of mothers, of wives who are going through nursing school or just going through school in general um, that has questions for us. And they sent in their questions and they're ready for you, Lori. OK, so are you ready for them? I'm ready. You ready? I'm ready. All right, let's do this. Um, our first question to kick off. Did you always want to go into nursing school or <laughs> did you have different goals before? Um... I'm going to try to give the short version of this story. Oh, uh, I come from a Haitian household and as Haitians, you know, our parents kind of plan out our lives for us mm -hmm. as we're growing up. And so my, my parents always tried to get me to go into nursing mm -hmm. and um, I was going for it at first in 2010. I started going for it. I started taking some prereqs and then um, I decided to change my major. Um, I think it was more out of rebellion to tell my parents, mm -hmm. Hey, you know, I can do something, you know, just as successful, can make just as much money, if not more, and, you know, still love what I do. And so I was going for health administration. Um, but then I took a pause on school because I gave birth to my first child. Um, I was out of school for five years. When I returned, I was going back for the health administration. But two months before I finished um, for my BSN and the degree, um, I felt I wasn't supposed to go for it anymore. I was two months away from finishing. And I said, you know what? Um, I know I can't do anything with the BSN in this. I know I'd have to get a master's. And I made one prayer and I said, God, I know, I, I can feel I'm not supposed to be going through my master's. And immediately, you know, I was just like, show me what it is that you want me to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just that one prayer in five minutes, it's like everything, 
you know, came to life. You know, I realize a lot of times, you know, we sit here, we make plans, but we don't really properly plan them out, mm -hmm. you know? And so I was just going just to do something aside from what my parents told me to do. But all along, it came back full circle. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was supposed to go for nursing then. Um, I felt a tug. I It made sense because I was going for health administration and you can do that with nursing plus more. Mm -hmm. You could provide the clinical aspect of caring for, you know, um, people. Whereas health administration is more the administrative aspect of dealing with families, paperwork, so on and so forth. So it actually fulfills what it is that I wanted to do. Yeah. Wow. And I think all of us along our journey of college, although my journey was not the medical field, mm -hmm. but at one point, I shifted, mm -hmm. you know, thinking I'm going for one and then I end up going for the sure other. Yep. And I think the sooner you know, the better it is. The sooner you know, <laughs> the better it is. Because here I am in 2023 and my journey started in 2010. Woo. Yeah. I feel like if we were all like sitting together right now, we would just be applauding right, right now because that is a huge accomplishment. Yes. Yeah, so I'm grateful. I'm grateful for the journey. It was humbling, but I'm just grateful to know where I'm supposed to be now. So that's the most important thing. So when you know what it is that you're called for, go for it. That's what I'm talking about. Our next question. You ready? I'm ready. How do you manage your time with all the responsibilities assigned to you? And I know this question is a little rough one because everybody has their own time management and knowing that you carry a load of children, a load of family, you know, at, at one point. Um, you were taking care of your mom in, to an intense level, yes. you know, and being able to arise above that. Mm -hmm. How did you handle that with your time? I get asked that question a lot, especially for my colleagues in nursing school, um, you know, because out of all of my friends in nursing school, I have the most children. I have the most responsibilities. But if you ask, hey, did you get this done? I always have it done. <laughs> um, and the reason why is because, number one, I depend on my support system. Um if you are fortunate enough to have one or two people that can support you through your journey, whether it's nursing school, whether it's a life period, don't be afraid to ask your community for help. Um, I had to talk to my little brother uh, about just really assisting me with my kids, you know, just the small things like transporting them to and from school. And then my mom helped me with cooking for the kids. Mm -hmm. And so all I had to do, and then of course my husband was there as well. So, you know, my husband helped me with the more emotional aspect of things. And so all I had to do was manage my time. And what did that look like? Um, whatever free time I had, I made sure I was being productive. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know us, we're procrastinators. We sit here and we, you know, we wait till Sunday night at 1159 yes. to yes. try to go ahead and submit assignments. No, I'm the type of person, once I know what the assignment is for the week, I'm doing it as early as possible because I know for me, I don't have the same grace as everyone else where I could just do it whenever I want. So whenever I have the free time, I jump on it because I could sit here and wait till Sunday and hey, what if one of my kids get a cold, you know, and I now have to tend to them. I no longer have time for assignments. So for me, it's always jumping at something when I have the time and worry about rest later. You know, I and I know some people may do opposite. Let me rest now. Do it later. No, I don't have that opportunity. So whenever I have free time, I'm literally going off that checklist. When I tell you I had a checklist everywhere I went, whether it was in my phone, whether it was in my planner, and anytime I had free time, I was checking it off. And yes, it required me to sleep only four to five hours a day, but I would never finish a day feeling like, oh my gosh, I didn't get anything done. 
I made sure every day I had a lot of things done. So it helped me to really stay on top of things. And I think that's what allowed me to end the program with not as much stress as I could have, especially as you mentioned, my mom went through a really long health battle for 10 months, you know, and having to go in and out of hospitals, still dealing with kids, still having to clock into work, still going to school twice a week, having to wake up 5 a.m. for clinicals. And it, it just kept going and going. And then we're not even talking about the ministry aspect. I have people calling me in between hospital visits and, you know, I gotta be there for this person. This family member passed away. So it was a lot, but, I, you know, I'm a believer definitely with God, all things are possible. Yes. Like I know that for sure. I'm, I feel like I'm a living testimony of that. So know that anything it is that you are, you know, you set out to do. And if God is with you, he's definitely going to provide, he's going to provide, he will provide for whatever it is that you're doing. So listen, whether it's through my community saying, Hey, sis, I need help. Bro, I need help. You know, I wasn't afraid to ask for help where I couldn't do something for myself. So that was another thing as well. Wow. Talk about a visionary. Come <laughs> on now. We have a visionary in this house, right? Um, that's amazing. And I want to, although this is not a question from the audience, but I want to press on this because I feel like this is an issue. Rather, whatever you're pursuing in college, a lot of people have is how did you tap into the time management factor. Some people, it sounds like life had a drive, but did you type tap into it just through life, you know, coming to you? Or do you feel like this was something from young age that was instilled into you to learn how to tap into good time management? I like that question. So I have a father, I, I had a very close relationship with my father growing up when I was younger. Um, and he kind of, I would say, I thank him. You know how they say, you'll thank me later. Yeah. You don't understand at the time. But, you know, when I was young, like, he had me building furniture <laughs> at the age of, like, eight. You know, putting a desk together. Like, hey, I need you to put this desk together, so on and so forth. That kind of just made me feel like, you know, you always have to be able to get something done on your own, mm -hmm. you know. And as I grew up, um, was it instilled within me? I would say it was instilled within me in young age. I can't say I've always carried it with me, but as I got into my adulthood, I think what really changed everything for me was having all these children hmm. and knowing that I can't disappoint them. You know, knowing that I put my life on pause for a very long time. And because I put my life on pause, I put my household on pause too. you know, our betterment. You know, so when you have a drive that is really, you know, yes, it was instilled in me at a young age. But when you realize you don't have a choice but to press forward, mm -hmm. you when you realize you have no more time to waste, you'll find the time management for yeah. sure. You yes. will find the drive and the compassion to really say, I got to get it done. And so that's one thing I could say I'm, I'm truly grateful for, you know, and with the support of my husband as well. Like he never allowed me to be complacent. You know, he would always say, so what are you doing now? <laughs> so what are you doing now? And I'm like, oh, that is a good question. You know, he highlighted rest, but definitely always asked that question. What are you doing now? He would always say, if, if you're going to rest, rest. Don't half rest and half do because then you're going to be tired. Mm -hmm. But choose what it is. Be intentional about what you're going to do. Either this is going to be a day of rest or this is going to be a day of productivity. Don't try to squeeze the two because then you're just going to be restless. So that was another thing. Wow. That is a word. <laughs> if you're going to rest, rest. <laughs> and if you're going to be productive, be, be productive. productive. That is amazing. I love that one. Yeah. Um, 
this this one since you know your husband's been there as a good emotional support system and speaking that kind of good word onto you mm -hmm. did you ever feel like giving up during school Ooh. if so what motive you motivated you to keep going so did I ever feel like giving up? Many times. Mm. But I always told myself I didn't have a choice to give up. Um, I always wanted to give up. And not because it wasn't possible, it wasn't doable. Um, just, to, just to share the transparency, like I actually did give up at a point. Mm. Um, I started at a different nursing school. I started at one nursing school and it was an 18 month uh, program. And I realized it was so fast paced that I had to cancel my family. <laughs> So I, I couldn't be there. I couldn't be there for my kids. I couldn't be there for my husband. Every time I, you know, it was five days a week, a full time, and I just couldn't do it. And I said, you know what? So I finished the first semester. I passed all my classes, but I had to realize I can't do this. I gave up. And I could have, most people would be really discouraged and say, I'm not doing this again. But immediately I just kind of say, you know what? I don't have a choice. I have to do this. Like, I know God is calling me to, for this. I know this is something I do want to do now. Mm -hmm. And I know this is something that our family needs to have to take place. So I immediately jumped into a school that I knew had a very good reputation since I was in Florida, which is Chamberlain. Mm -hmm. And it definitely gave me a work-life balance where I was able to go to soccer games rehearsals I was able to go to work you know I was able to cook dinner if I needed to but I didn't have to again because I had a support system but even along that journey I still wanted to give up and not because of it, it, anything anything in life becomes too much yeah you know when you realize you wake up I wake up five o'clock every morning don't go to sleep till maybe 12 a.m or 1 a.m and all day long my from the moment I open my eyes my my mind is just racing and racing and racing who would not want to give up yeah feeling that every single day of the week but thankfully you know I believe in prayer you know I believe you know in definitely just being able to give my weariness just cast my my cares cast you know cast my worries onto God when it comes to times like that and I'm very open to my support system about times that I feel down and I, I feel like I need more encouragement so giving up <laughs> you're gonna hear it knocking all the time all the time yeah that's amazing and if you could give one piece of advice to your younger self mm. what would it be that's a great question. If I could give my younger self one great advice, one great advice, um, I would say I've heard this once and it took me a while to meditate on it, but do it afraid, do it afraid. Mm -hmm. And and not to say to be fearful in what you're doing, but you know, a lot of times we sit here and we know that we're called onto something and whether it's feel, um, the fear of failure or even the fear of success, we don't tend to really jump at things. Like I know there are so many more projects that God has for me and a lot of them I have not done because I'm afraid of doing it afraid. Meaning I'm afraid of it being so successful that I won't be able to hold up, maintain it. But to my younger self and even to myself today, I'm saying do it afraid. You know, just go for it and know that there is nothing. I'm gonna say it again. God won't prepare a table 
and not provide the provision. He's not going to sit here and give you an empty table. He's going to give you the table and then he's going to put the food on the table. Come on. So know that, hey, whatever it is that you need to do, if you know it's if you know it's for you, I'm not saying to second. If you're second guessing, don't don't move. But if you know something is for you, mm-hmm. do it. Just do it. Do it afraid. So that would be my advice to younger Lori. Do it afraid. <laughs> Come do on now, afraid. do it afraid. <laughs> don't be intimidated. No, that's it. Just do it afraid. Do I it love afraid. that. And along that process. Have you questioned God's plans for your life? I did until that prayer. Until that <laughs> prayer. Until that prayer. That prayer changed everything. And I feel that five-minute prayer that I did changed the course of my life. Mm. And I feel like, you know, I'm like, well, forgive me for not asking sooner. Mm-hmm. And what if I did ask sooner? Would I have even been obedient enough? I feel like everything happens in God's timing. And so had I asked three years before that, I don't know, you know, but since I've asked that question, I have not questioned his plans for my life. If anything, more is being revealed. And I'm like, hold on, Lord, wait, give me a minute. You know, so no, today I don't have any questions, you know, and that five minute prayer happened three years ago. Since then, I've had no questions about his plans for my life. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Hey, they say obedience is greater than sacrifice, man. And I realized that more and more every day you know obedience hurts Mm -hmm. um sacrifice hurts but i realize when you're obedient it's very rewarding it's very rewarding and you you know you may go into something and not really have all the answers but as you go along Mm -hmm. those answers are being more and more clear you receive the clarity that you need as you know as you're going along and i I bless god for that because it's making sense more and more every day amen amen um what advice do you have for the young ladies you are working with regarding finishing their education before starting a family? As someone who started a family before Mm -hmm. finishing education, ladies, I don't speak against having a family first. I don't speak against going to school first. All I can say is know what you have the capacity for. Mm -hmm. Um, As someone who started a family first, I gave myself the excuse that I can't continue school because I have to be a mother now. And when I returned to school, I then had three kids. So Mm -hmm. know what you have the capacity for. Um, For those of you who do not yet have a family I want to say be super intentional because you don't know what your support system will look like once you start a family. Be intentional while you can. Be intentional. Go for it. And I'm telling you, it 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 just gives you a better a better freedom. When I hear about the people, you know, that I'm, you know, my colleagues who don't have children and who have all the time to study and so on and so forth, like I always make sure to really just praise them to say like, good job for studying because there's so much more you could do with that freedom <laughs> you know yeah and so if you do start a family if you know things don't work out in that way and you do start a family before finishing your education please all i could say is don't tell yourself you can't do it if i had all the things i had on my plate mm-hmm. and i'm literally just one person I, my support system only included really three people you know i didn't have 10 people i didn't have 20 people i had three people mm-hmm. so if you have even just one person that could assist you, go for it. So to the one who hasn't started a family, 
be intentional. Mm -hmm. So the one who has who or who will start a family before school, I encourage you not to give yourself an excuse. You can do it. You will do it. You have to do it. Just do it. But I definitely encourage you mm -hmm. to go to school before starting a family. <laughs> you heard it from the, you heard it from the <laughs> one and only Lori. Yes. Try to finish school before starting a family Please. because more responsibility is added mm -hmm. after the fact. We appreciate you for your time. Oh, we pleasure. appreciate you for your heart to heart with us. Yes. Um, and your word of advice on to just a generation that, you know, life is not what it looks used to look like back in right. the days where, you know, the woman more stayed at home and take care of the family while the man right. went out and grind. Right. Yeah. Now we have a double token where we're actually, you know, going out there we're trying to create life yes we're trying to maintain for our home hey. and still be present in every given moment that pops up yeah. and today we want to just celebrate also Lori for her accomplishment in and continuously pers persevering during every challenge yeah. that presented her way um it wasn't an easy goal mm -hmm. if we could ask you how long did it take you before you actually graduated from um, Chamberlain from start to finish so I started at Palm Beach State back in 2010. I, like I said, I took a five or six year break. Um, I can't remember the exact year I started back, but um, I moved to Georgia, I think in 2018. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started my first nursing school two months after my last child was born. <laughs> so yeah, so that was August, September, October of 2020. I started, mm -hmm. I dropped out of that school, started the following few months or something like that anyway the program itself was about 26 months mm -hmm. um but overall i would say between the first school to the last school if i put all those years together i would say it had to be at least maybe i would say four years between prereqs and then the program itself so four well five years because then i was going for the wrong degree <laughs> so yeah. all kinds in the mix yes. of the bowl mm -hmm. Five years. Yes. And we want to speak on to our audience today. Whatever you have and whatever goal that you have, don't mind time. Don't mind responsibility to make you feel like you can't do it. Yes. While we do take care of these items, yeah. keep going. Yeah. And nothing is impossible. Mm -hmm. If we have a mother of four who's also taking care of her mother, who dealt with loss, who dealt with all factors that came her way, mm -hmm. created her, her system around her mm -hmm. to keep her pressing, I believe you can do it too. Absolutely. Keep pressing. Absolutely. Keep pressing. And yes. keep pressing. And keep pressing. And not everything will get done that you have on the list to get done. Hey. But keep pressing. Keep pressing. That's, that's it. Literally. This is part one, guys. We will be back. We thank you, the woman of God, for her time on today. And we will join back with you in the next podcast. Looking forward to it.